Star Trek, The Nerdy Frontier. These are the discussions of the Good Time Society. Their continuing mission, to explore each episode, to seek out new topics and ridiculous observations, to boldly watch what they've already watched before. Hey, friends, guess what I'm drinking? Buffy! Earl Grey. <laughs> uh, ooh. Jake is correct. Nice. Oh, really? Only because I had to clean the coffee machine. It's uh. doing a cycle. Fun it's, fact. It seems like a, an increase in caffeine intake, though, regardless. Uh, <laughs> that was always. very fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my normal speed, baby. I'm at warp nine all the time. Ooh, just like when we find. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to go to warp seven. <laughs> Just like when we find an alien vessel adrift, one with a radiation link. But this vessel belongs to Talarians, and those Ooh. bitches cried wolf too many times in the past. I, the, this is a super solid episode, but one of the things that I love is they have a lot of these storytelling tropes where these major themes are reflected, and we get this right away in the cultural assumption. Uh, the main thing that we know about the Talarians is that like, they've done something like this before, where they just set their ships out with a distress signal and then they'll blow it up. And they've killed a lot of people in this way. And so the, the that's the only thing that the Enterprise really has to go on. And like, well, we're going to send an away team anyway, but see you later. Hope it's not that trap. Yeah, I would say it's probably not a stereotype, though, given that they actually did this and right, many right. people died. So right. it's safe to be cautious. Notably, Troy does say, I sense life on board yeah. and it's fading. Now, she's always been able to do that, right? But the sensors couldn't pick it up because of the radiation leak? Is that how they didn't know? Sure. That's good for you to explain that for them after the fact. <laughs> okay, yeah. great. I'll get a writing credit on, after the You will. I will hack something, into memory something. alpha. Troy can feel them. They're dying. <laughs> I'll use my alpha 2 security clearance to get there into memory is. alpha. <laughs> so they uh, decide if there are Talarians on board, it's probably a real distress call or they have leveled up their schemations. Yeah. What's the word? What's the word? Thank you. Schemes. <laughs> Schemes I combined what, those yeah, two words, sure and I like schemations now. Yeah. <laughs> they find five young boys aboard, but one of them is human. A human? A, a human boy. <gasps> I'm a real boy. <laughs> so we send this real boy to Med Bay, where he wails and squeals. <laughs> Notably with uh, five other teenagers who are Talarians. At first I was a little confused, or four, yeah, thank four you. I was a little confused as to how they knew they were teenagers because they appeared to be like uh, balding, but they you realize that that's the way Talarians look. They actually yeah. have like kind of Klingon like head ridges a little right. bit up at the top of their skull. That's that other like Star Trek sort of stereotype of like, if we need a new alien, put some ridges on their nose or their forehead and you got it. <laughs> ridges make the alien, make that's a true. perfectly smooth head for once and they then might. I'll believe it's a new alien. Yeah. I feel like they did in, in the 60s and they're trying to do that less i that's feel like true they want the gritty pores and the i think they i think that's exactly right i think yeah you know uh, some of those aliens were very like prototype aliens with the the large the cranium and yeah. yeah the latex that's that's it yeah so maybe this is their <laughs> their counter movement in the 90s to be like more contours yes these are real folds <laughs> yeah like 
uh, Rococo was an artistic movement in response to... There it is. Starts with an S. I've been trying to think of this for days. Really? Baroque. The period of art? Oh, Baroque. Okay. Interesting. But we got right. it. Uh, it's the, the same thing. But that's but honestly, that is what I'm saying. Is because there was an aesthetic for how... I mean, aliens... We've never met aliens. So, like, it's all about the human culture's ability to be like, what will aliens look like? And so mm -hmm. in the 60s, we obviously saw what they thought. <laughs> now, the 90s have a chance to do their version of it. And this is what we get. And I, I Yeah, it makes total sense. I guess we, we get a lot more CGI and a lot more... Nowadays, with our aliens, I feel like we get a lot more, like aliens not made of carbon we get a lot of, like ethereal yeah. aliens and cgi ghosty aliens and such yeah hey one quick thing i want something Do you stop want that immediately or are you in mourning <laughs> i mean one in the same yeah. he's mourning that he's not hanging out with his brothers that's, that's what happens in med bay when crusher tries to make polite small talk with this straight little boy human boy raised by talarians i thought you were just mocking all babies at that point you, with the you, crying babies are so want. stupid <laughs> stupid babies what are they gonna do they can't listen to podcasts why are they always crying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they're not patrons on patreon <laughs> So, yeah, this this human is not acting human. In fact, uh, he and the rest of them start wailing, which we learn is like a grieving process for them. And they don't know how to stop him from doing it. And Picard comes in. He's like, what's going on? Like, he just started. And Picard notably asked twice while saying please for them uh -huh. to stop. Then he takes a commanding tone and tells them to knock it off. This would be uh, one of the final lines that could complete... Uh, like a techno song I'm making, reworking all of Picard's best best lyrics. Isn't that in the song? The one that Xander and I Wait, remember so distinctly. I don't think he... Stop that immediately. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, that's right at the end, I think. Wow, good catch. Right? I, it's I, how it ends. I believe you. I don't remember that, but I believe you. I think I forgot. Yeah, it's too um, specific for you to remember for that to not be it. I bet you're right. right, back right. May I have your attention, please? That was to <laughs> that immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Captain John Picard. We've linked it in the show notes before. So Go yeah, back you and can find, find it. it. You can it find it. It would have been linked more, and we would have mentioned it more, but we cut some of it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, this also is, I, I will say, uh, there, there was like some touch and go and where they could go with this storyline, but it is very much a queer storyline and a, and a coming out storyline, uh, thinly veiled, especially for trans people, uh, for uh, young trans people who constantly tell people in authority or doctors, this is who I am. I know that you have what you think I am and what I may look like on the outside, but I need you to listen to me. I am mature enough to decide this and this is who I am, or this is who I'm attracted to, no matter what your religious beliefs or your cultural beliefs say, listen to me. And so many times we see the the, the kid in that situation sort of being denied. I mean, like, we know better than, than you do. You actually, you'll, you'll thank us in the end for what mm -hmm. we're doing here. Mm -hmm. But they Whoa. don't go that way, you know? Heavy, yeah. I actually was too stuck on the Stockholm Syndrome idea, mm. that totally went over my head. But now that you say it, and that, you know, hinting at what the resolution of this will be, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Wow, well, what an astute 
now that you bring that up too is the 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 stockholm syndrome and abuse uh, situations and the signs of abuse and things like that things to keep a lookout for where if you peel back the forehead ridges you know (laughs) pressure is directing that to like american tv sets of like these are what the signs to look for of of like a person who is in an abusive relationship and it's great yeah Let's give some context to this because these are great points, but we should find out what we're talking about. So for the people who don't watch the episodes, right? Right. right. (laughs) Well, well, there are specific scenes that hint to what you're talking about. I love your point about Crusher because you're right. You can hear the warning signs in there. So uh, it turns out this kid uh, calls himself Jono. Mm -hmm. And when he recognizes authority in the captain, he'll actually speak to the captain. And uh, the crew pretty rapidly figures out, okay, this guy, this human is actually the survivor of a Talarian encounter with Starfleet many years ago, like 15 years ago or something. And Mm -hmm. his parents were killed in that attack. The Rosas. Notably, for those of you who watched It's Creek, this made me laugh, but it was Moira Rosa was his mom's name. Oh my gosh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) Wow. I didn't put that together either. Um, Obviously, Moira Rose is uh, uh, such a great character. character, Uh, Equally good wig, regardless. Um, Yes. This was her origin story. And they figure, okay, he was taken, kind of assimilated into their culture and thinks he's one of them. I mean, he noticed... Notably not assimilated like the Borg, but taken it <laughs> right but the word is 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 yes. a cultural assimilation right yeah. it's like it's yeah. joining with them but yes you're right it's not quite as <laughs> not quite as rigid in fact there are elements of his humanity and his past that he does kind of start to remember as the episode goes on crusher as uh xander me- mentioned uh talks to picard and says hey this kid has been injured before mm-hmm. it, it was happened at least in the last seven years so it doesn't necessarily you know say anything but you know they're a very rigid and abusive society so that could... it was like a broken arm a broken leg a right broken ribs That's yeah what it was. right and mm. so something to keep an eye on uh, when we inevitably get confronted with the Talarians who are on their way. We know that, right? And an important key thing of why he responds to Picard in Mad Bay and was ignoring both Troy and Crusher is fun because... misogyny. Fun misogyny! <laughs> Talarians yeah. are big old misogynists and don't give an F about it. So he only... Uh, pays respect to the captain and other male figures. Yeah. And I, I, I like it when they include the misogynistic cultures to show specifically that, hey, we're Starfleet and we do it better. We and do here's it an admiral that's a woman mm. and it's cool with I everybody. Love her. You hear us viewers quipping shitty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what the bad cultures do. Yeah, See? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we also get involvement with Troy uh, minimally because normally she would be taking care of something like this. But we find because of that misogyny, Crusher and Troy, who would be, quote unquote, like handling this patient, just can't seem to get through or any sort of response from him. So she turns to the only person in the entire ship who could possibly get through to him. Well, a male authority figure could only be seen in one such as you, Captain. You are the only one who can save this boy. I don't know if you know this, but I'm not good with kids. (laughs) No one had noticed. That was a great moment because they could have played that for like him just saying it straight, but he tries to hide it very poorly. And, And also Troy doesn't smirk too much, but you can tell she's like, yeah. 
we know. <laughs> For us that have been going on this journey, we're like, yeah, you've got three things. Archaeology, France, right. and not good with kids. That's it. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised. They even he even had a scene with Worf, but Worf is also a candidate that fills these shoes, right? What I don't understand is why they didn't feature that parallel more. Of like, Worf is the same thing, just in the reverse of like, he is his sub being Klingon while being brought in by the humans. Yeah, they probably wrote the scenes and then cut them because that seems like, a, a thread that would be revisited when Worf walks into his room and says, you know, uh, and, and then the kid says, I'm just going to be banaring right here in mourning until <laughs> yeah. you send me back. I'll just be banaring. <laughs> but I think to answer your question, Danner, it's probably because they are too similar. Whereas like yeah. Worf does, he exhibits so much of some of the similarities of this culture that it's better to have someone like Picard who's going to show authority through respect not authority through force or through intimidation or a code of honor, right? Well, I don't see this means we don't get Worf in a full wool loot like suit racquetball playing. Oh wow, that would have been great! Oh my gosh, that'd be so hot. Look, did you see those yeah. outfits? Yeah, they would have been fighting in his industrial RoboCop simulation in the holodeck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we wouldn't have got the fuzzy suits. Right. Maybe what happened was it was backwards. They finished the script and they were like. Actually, this is really parallel to Worf's, Worf's experience, so we need at least one interaction between those two characters mm -hmm. and yeah, just stuffed it in. Really resolved in any way. Worf is like, "Shut up, you're a human." It's like, <laughs> okay, it's it's showing. Well, shut up, you're a Klingon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's showing that his culture is also a little xenophobic too, right? He's like, "Where totally. are you on here, Klingon? Like, right. you're not like them." And you know, I I'm actually kind of wondering now, like. Again, the reason we see these other cultures that have issues that aren't fully resolved, right, is that they have an opportunity to resolve them. Whereas yeah. instead of we, we frame them as, quote unquote, bad cultures, it's cultures that haven't advanced in those areas of civics or whatever or freedom. You're right. Honestly. You're right. We shouldn't and, cancel people forever. Well, I'm just saying we shouldn't. Uh, we shouldn't tolerate we should misogyny. let people have a chance to learn. What? Right. And so, well, here's my thing. <laughs> Does this kid or even this captain learn something from this episode or in this encounter and bring back something to their civilization that they wouldn't have without encountering the I Enterprise? I think that, I mean, my, my opinion is that this whole thing was about Starfleet learning something yeah. about, like, their assumptions on yeah. the Tolarians and what the situation was. But if Jonah was to take anything back, oh, I would say seeing women in positions of authority, both with the Crusher stuff and with his background and his uh, grandmother being the Admiral. Like, yes. there was a definite show uh, that it's possible and it could happen and it could be what your future looks like. Yeah, and well, uh, he does have a scene where he, um, Jono is played back a tape of Admiral Rosa, an older woman who yeah, is yeah. higher ranked than Picard, explaining how excited they would be to have him in their family and they'd take care of him and love him. A very um, sweet message, too. Yeah. yeah. Which has very interesting consequences, but that comes later in the episode. There's one moment I really want to highlight because Picard tries to interact with this kid and it's rough at first, you know, as he tells Troy, kids aren't his thing because he goes to chat. He's like, how do you like your plain blank, really generic room? Yeah. And he's like, I always lived in my captain's quarters before. And then <laughs> to uh, Picard's quarters. This is really nice. No, don't touch that. Don't uh, touch this that. is cool. Where'd you get that? Don't touch that either. Uh, should we go? There would be nothing of interest to a child here. Oh. <laughs> His quarters are like a museum. You do not yeah. let children yeah. Especially hormonal 14-year-olds who are really in mourning. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's uh, going to banar it up. 
Yeah. I, I love that scene too, their interaction. Like Patrick Stewart's done a good job with this episode too, because his discomfort he has to play discomfort that isn't always written very clearly, and he still has to interpret it. When he's talking to Troy in his ready room about, like, look, I can't do this, uh, and she, like, kind of asks him why, and he kind of has to stand up. He's like, yeah, uh, because it's I don't see what this has to do with anything. And it's like, he's not yeah. actually saying anything. He's just stalling. And he has blocking where he has to move around. He, like, he, has, he gets on his computer, and she she shuts it off. She's like, you're not addressing this situation. Right, right. And I'm so impressed that he able he was able to make a scene that really had nothing but frustration mm-hmm. actually work into something. Same with, with his reaction to when, in the quarters, he picks uh, – Jono picks up the devices, and you just see Picard visually stiffen, right? Put that back. I'm surprised there wasn't like a throwaway line callback to Robert in like his upbringing. Like you didn't have any friends. I was like, well, that was Robert or whatever. Like I was expecting that. But Uh, I don't know if this is how they were written, but I do know that this was filmed before that episode. Ah, interesting. Maybe. Maybe. Robert being his brother who he made amends with in the previous episode. During that mud wrestling contest. Yep. I remember. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think it was in Picard's quarters that they have the abuse chat about how... Um, yeah, because Crusher's brought it up to Picard. And so Picard's yes. like, I'm going to bring this up. He brings it up to Jono. Hey, were, did the Tolarians hurt you? Because you had a lot of broken things. And he says, tests are tests of pain. Pain is not what matters. And he's like, dude, you're not Tolarian. Mm. And, and that really... I was very convinced that they needed to save this kid for a long time mm. um, and wasn't seeing the really interesting parallel you've drawn, Xander. Mm. Well, they, they don't, they kind of hide it a little bit in this episode. Like I, it's I like the twist. Yeah, it really is a twist. Yeah. And I, I think you are supposed to like kind of be on Starfleet side and, and, and understand so it's a very that, human perspective. Well, they also, they, they speak poorly about the Talarians, how, how mm-hmm. they're warlike and potentially abusive. And we have this evidence that we think he's been abused and like all of these things are not adding up well, his misogyny, their, mm-hmm. their annoying morning thing there, like everything. Yeah. It's so annoying. It, it is. It's well, real bad. Yeah. And uh, the, it's the way that Picard is asking these questions too. We see it from, oh, he's being delicate and sort of dancing around the situation. This kid's not understanding what he's being asked and is responding in a way that is confirming things without it being actually understood. If Picard had said, does this captain beat you? Does this captain, you know, mistreat you in this way? There may have been a different form of communication of like, no, of course not. I did this when I fell out of a tree or, you know, whatever. Right. Right. I also had the thought, oh, well, maybe because soon we're going to meet his adoptive father, this Mm -hmm. other captain, Captain Indar. And I thought, well, if Indar loves him, then maybe because he's human, he was bullied by the other boys. And that's how he got these injuries. Right, right. um, Which ends up not being the case either. But after conversing with Troy... Picard comes in for a second try, and we see Jono listening to the dopest Alba Raw love it. album. I, I wrote that down. I was like, I would listen to this music. I'm a fan of Tolarian music. It's so music. good. <laughs> uh, Alba Raw will be on tour in 2368 oh, if you are Coming up. in uh, Sector 001. They will be there. Oh, that's where I'm at. I'm oh, on Earth. that's my sector. Okay, great. <laughs> Well, you can get tickets tickets. now on Ticketmaster. (laughs) Sponsor of the show. 
Sponsored by Ticketmaster. <laughs> Tellarian shows are really dangerous to go to, but also he built a hammock out of bed sheets. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Like that was just yeah. randomly in there. Like a cape. <laughs> oh, it was a hammock. I didn't yeah. understand. There wasn't a clear shot of what he had built. His the beds the... made his back hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I get he, that. he needs to be suspended from something. But we've seen something similar to this in that uh, in Worf's parents, they would say, like, he refused to be human. Anything like sleep in a comfortable bed or eat human food, he wanted to be Klingon. And so we see this, like, similar behavior of someone, I mean, but also someone who's lived in that culture for so long. I guess Worf was a little older when, he, when his Klingon parents died because um, mm. he had the opposite he didn't want to assimilate. Right. Mm-hmm. But he eventually did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it could just be one person's perspective, no matter how young or old they were. True. Um, so this is the same scene in which photos of the parents that Jono was born into uh, under the name Jeremiah Rosso, born on Gallon 4. Um, cute family photos of mm. a baby and then like a five-year-old sitting outside. And Picard says, your parents were killed. These are them. Surprise. What, what, what do you think? What do you think, kid? Yeah, yeah. What, what are your he's, thoughts? He's your dead parents. <laughs> React. Death is part of war. It was war. Uh-huh. And that's that. Or is it? Also, if you feel sad and you want to do that like wailing thing, don't. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> don't, I, that's not why I showed you that. this. Honestly, I'm surprised Picard to be like, you know what? Go on the holodeck. We'll 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 simulate a canyon. You just go you out there go for running? a little while. Yeah, you keep bringing that up. Let's mm-hmm. go running. Yeah. Oh yeah, he loves running in canyons more than anything. <laughs> anyway, um, right? Because th- this is the scene where they go play racquetball we'll in suit fuzzy laser suits. Racquetball. Yeah. But not before um, Picard leaves the room and Jono is looking at the photos on his own of his own volition and he hears this like PTSD flashback recording audio of his parents being murdered and him crying out for them, which is crushing. I I think it was a really interesting way to do that. Not in a flashback, but just with audio. Right. And cheaper. Yes. Well, also, it's a sensory thing that we're going to revisit because during his stress, right, we hear Mm -hmm. the phaser sounds. Well, I happened to watch this episode. I happened to have captions on and I left it on for some reason. I usually don't watch it with captions. And you'll notice that during the racquetball scene, which is shortly thereafter, uh, when the captions have to denote what's happening with the sound effects of the ball hitting the wall, it says phaser-like bouncing sounds. Oh. And so it sounds like the same. Creative, I didn't notice that because I also have the subtitles on. I was like, where is he going that I didn't catch? But I, yeah, I, I wouldn't That's have. That's what triggered like, oh, it. Was the, the noises were the same as like oh. photon blasts. And stuff. You know what that lets you know is that the subtitler, uh, wherever, whatever country they're in, they were really into this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, they picked that up. I always wonder yeah. like what's written in the script in terms of that description and if sure. subtitlers get access to that. But I don't know. But that's interesting. Usually not. And usually it's outsourced to different countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The racquetball scene, uh, I was like, so Picard is like trying to figure out a way to give this kid uh, his adrenaline out. I was like, Oh, let me show you what I do. I was like, no, we're not going to go on a mystery tour, are we? No, I don't. he's not going to be into noir, Picard. You got to go. Okay, good. It's racquetball. Okay, good. Racquetball, which we've never seen Picard into before. Yeah, but. no, this no. is new. This is new. It's we fine. did see him back to back in a circus of darkness with Riker oh, doing yeah. like a phaser oh, yeah, shooting. The psh, psh, the yeah, the shoot monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. And we've seen yeah. him fencing. Against real people. He's into all kinds of sports. Yeah. Against real people, yeah. yeah. 
But also the local like laser tag arena had an off day, so they let them film there. <laughs> like, but everything's in black light. Yeah, well, well it's racquetball, but lasers. <laughs> everything's lasers. Yeah, that's how lasers work. Right. So uh, we're getting a little bit of a bonding experience, but then of course, uh, what's the captain's name? En- Endar. Endar shows Endar. up. Endar. Yeah. Oh, well, we get even more bonding, I think, before that, uh, at, right after they all go to 10 Forward. And we get this cute scene where it's like all of these grown men watching him try a, oh, a Sunday right. for the first time and doesn't know how to use a spoon. And poor Wesley. He made huh. a f- fool of himself, what splattering a- banana split every which way. How mm. embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Death penalty. Death to them all. Oh, yes. No. They laugh. They huh. laugh. They find ha, joy ha. in the moment. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Laughing at Wesley's expense? That's our favorite thing to do. <laughs> Yay! Wesley starts laughing first, and yeah. John Oates chimes in, which is the first time we've seen him smile, mm. because that's not a thing they do in their culture, but he's emulating this human culture, and he is seeing that there are parts of him that are human, and that he could get along here, and he kind of likes it here, and that starts to cause guilt. But yeah. most importantly, Data doesn't yes. get it either. Yes. <laughs> uh, we see these two, the two effects of like someone uh, assimilating into human culture from different perspectives, Android and Talarian. Uh, Data, you'll get it if you just access your comedy files and look under slapstick. <laughs> Remember <laughs> how like you her. were studying slapstick for, or comedy for a long time? Right. With that <laughs> awesome comedian... <laughs> from the 80s. Yuck, yuck, yuck. My wife, take her. Take her. <laughs> oh, take my wife, please. <laughs> I guess. Take my wife. Engage. <laughs> well, I guess the woman was right because Crusher said that uh, that it, Jono should hang out with her son the first time they meet. It's true. <laughs> Is there a section in all your notes that it says, uh, that's just titled, well, I guess the woman was right. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a that. format. A <laughs> but also, maybe she was just trying to set up her son with the with the cute human boy that was raised by Talarians. That's true. You can find cute. the queer coding wherever you look for it. Yep, I you need agree. to, especially these those days. <laughs> Truth. Endar meets with Picard on board the ship, demanding that on, his... Are they in person or are they first meeting over the screen on the bridge? They have spoken on the screen. There's a short, yeah, hi, how you doing on the screen. I don't remember anything of consequence coming to that other ones, otherwise them telling them what happened and them not thanking, and are not thanking the Federation for saving them. He's like, duly right. noted. And, and Riker's in the back going, well, you're welcome. Right, right. <laughs> not helpful. Yeah. Guess we should have left him, huh? <laughs> Come on, Riker. Ambassador. Ambassador. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he qu- quickly beams aboard to discuss the situation because Picard wants to be wants to talk to him because this is a human. And he was found, you know, after the rest of the humans from a Starfleet expedition were killed. And so you can't have him back. In fact, he's related to an admiral in our service. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable for both sides. And we get this conversation where Endnar explains what happened, where under Talarian custom, he is allowed to take a son of a fallen enemy if his son was killed in battle with humans, which his was. Finders keepers rules only if it was Lucy's was not your faultsies. <laughs> right. As written in the ancient Talarian script, yes, very, yeah. very true. <laughs> uh, but then Picard pulls out the big guns and says, We have evidence this boy has been brutalized. Explain the brutalization of your surrogate son. 
And he's basically like, boys will be boys. Well, oh, also, come on. We've heard that one enough. So this yeah. is this is the interesting thing, right? Is like when before they have this meeting or when he wants to meet with him afterwards, Crusher's like, hold on. You shouldn't necessarily. This should be supervised. This is you yeah. putting you, the, the abuse victim in the room with their abuser potentially. And Picard says, I'm not sure that's the case. And like as the viewer, I'm like, we always got to assume this stuff when this happens. Right. Right. But. To be fair, I guess it is old injuries, and this guy gave this other explanation, which is like he's trying to impress me in a culture that reveres violence. So he would do things, uh, he would do adventurous things to try and impress me, including fight with other kids. And, and one was falling off a horse, yeah, yeah which is right. legit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it like eight legged horse or something like that, or six legged? <laughs> I didn't miss that. I believe it. Yeah. Is that they, really what they said? It was like, oh, he fell off the, <laughs> you know, those, those six legged beasts or whatever. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. My brain just translated to horse. 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 <laughs> I forget what the word is. Yeah. Was. There's a warrior um, culture there. Right. And so he, that's where yeah. he got it. Yeah. All good which... warrior cultures ride horseback, bareback. Ooh. <laughs> yep. I'm saying it. I said it. Dothraki all the way, baby. Favorite warrior culture. I I know it's the wrong genre, but uh, sci-fi and fantasy are closely related. That's true. And I said it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but upset? no, this is great. Uh, what, what you were saying before is Crusher is bringing up like, hey, I'm not saying don't have this meeting, but let's set up some uh, precautions. Let's have them... Uh, be monitored, you know, like the, those sort of things where you could translate that into a real life situation. Some Picardians. <laughs> Picard. She she wisely says she says you know they have a very subtle but powerful control over their victims, and that's very right. true. Or you won't immediately notice it, but there are subtle cues that they will give to exert control over people. So you have to be careful of that. Like we implanted the need in their brain to stab anyone that makes them like uh, someone more than a Talarian. Right. And that's how Picard dies. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So wild. <laughs> There's a meeting that finally occurs, right? Is like Endnar uh, finally gets to talk to Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And he says, they don't call him that. They- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right, Jono. Uh, they want to keep you, but you're my son. Do you want to stay here? And the boy kind of hesitates. He's like, no, no, I, I definitely want to leave with you. He says, well, you heard him, Picard. That's that's the way it goes. And Picard's like, well, there are other considerations. That's kind of It's kind of left it as somewhat of a stalemate with both sides being pissed off. And so there's a, a brouhaha going to happen, and the Talarians send more ships. Notably, he says to the son, like, hey, this is all going to happen. If they don't uh, go along with it, you could die. Like, this this is the situation. We, we will kill you. And he's like, yep, I know. Yeah. Cool. Death is, like, super badass. I was listening to this Alba Bob music, and it told me that, so I'm in. Well, I think it's then, after that, that the ice cream scene happens, because we get, like, him finally... Oh, it's okay, because he starts to develop a little bit of rapport with other humans, and it's then... At night, when they go to bed in the in his court in Picard's quarters, is when Jono dies. <laughs> Jono changes Kinda. his mind quite rapidly and stabs Picard in his sleep, which is very intense. Mm-hmm. I do not remember well, sometimes that. Sometimes it's like you love the dessert, but you know what? I'm eating too much of this banana sundae, so I'm just going to pour salt on it, and I won't even want it anymore. 
That's what he did to Bacardi. You need to stop doing that at restaurants, Becca. That's unnecessary. (laughs) Stabbing it. Order a dessert, then cover it with salt so no one else can eat it. Stab the dessert. (laughs) Um, But notably, I thought it was kind of fun that Jono is not good at human anatomy and doesn't know where the heart is. And so stabs him in the sternum. (laughs) So here's my question. Was he trying to kill him? Right. But also, here's the counter thing. Picard has like a metal heart. Yeah. From when he was stabbed as a kid. That's true. I, oh, have we gone damn. Over that? We did. Right. We have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, it, he told Wesley this when they were in the little That's shuttlecraft. Right. Interesting. And they yeah. ate one sandwich. <laughs> well, the, the reason I had this question is because when Picard, Picard is saved, obviously, the, he gets to Medical Bay. We, we don't see it happen. I'm, I'm really curious how that 911 call happened. Say. But um, Yeah. <laughs> or who Some alerted nurse. it. Yeah. But, <laughs> I um, think Jono might have. Well, that's what I'm wondering, because we find out that, uh, you know, Jono is brought to him and uh, to explain his actions because Picard wants to know. Jono said, well, I'll be killed. Right. Because I attacked a superior officer and that is to invite death. And so you realize it's it's not suicide by cop. It's suicide by Picard is what he's trying to do. He knew that. Pick cop. I don't like that. Yeah. You're over two today, Becca, but I love that you're still trying. <laughs> but, like, that's a heavy thing. Like, that's a crazy yeah. concept for him to do. And and Picard realizes this, and then that's the trigger. He's like, wait a second. I'm trying to force a lifestyle on a person who who's, comes from a culture that uh, is not my own. And actually, I guess our culture isn't his own, even though he is human. Right. Yeah, he says in that scene, after saying... This is, you know, clearly my reason for doing this. All the good things in my life will be left behind the more I grow closer to you. And I love running in Tolarian fields and doing whatever other shitty likes to do with them. Yeah. yeah. Riding that horse. Putting that into, like, the queer perspective of someone being like, I can't love this person because my family will abandon me. Or I can't be who I want to be because of the things that I'm comfortable with and I love will no longer be there when, in fact, possibly, you can have both. Yeah, but you have to make those sides see each other, which is crazy. Right. Um, but We're all pansexual, baby. <laughs> yeah. But we get a bridge in this, uh, we get a bridge on the bridge, actually, because Picard uh, arrives just as the Talarians and the Enterprise are about to tussle, and he says, hold on a second, uh, there has been a crime committed here, and we've committed it. It was, us. and I was really pleasantly surprised to hear that come out of his mouth. And it's like, right? Uh, not only did they kind of admit that they're wrong, but like they admit that they're kind of the adversary in this episode, despite like yeah. the hostile, violent, warrior, misogynistic culture being right? right in front of us for the past thirty-five minutes. It's us that are the bad guys. Are we? Yeah. The bad guys? <laughs> and the the Talarians give back a very sincere thanks. It's mm. not like, yeah, that's right. It's like. This really means a lot that you made this concession. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. means a lot for them to say thank you. So that means even more. It's right. Like we're bridging the and gap. that they listened to the kid. Yes. That uh. he was telling them and they finally listened and that solved it. Yeah. And I cried. <laughs> it was a resolution I didn't expect it and I'm so happy about actually. It felt like yeah. I still want to learn a little bit more about how this plays out, but this is good enough. Like I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great episode. Surprising episode. Right? Just they really found, when the, I think when they broke the season in the writer's room, I think they found their stride, and they're like, these are the types of stories that we want to tell, and they're really doing it. They really are. And amazing actors, amazing mm-hmm. guest actors. Cast. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, also, I'm sure this is the season after having the clout of having like Whoopi Goldberg join the cast. So I'm sure there's like a legitimacy that's been added to the whole thing as well mm-hmm. that'll draw the talent for towards it. Maybe so. And maybe I don't want to look this up because that's too much work and we're at the end of the episode. But who's the casting director? Maybe they leveled up a, to a casting director that has access to maybe the legit stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I thought the guy who played Endnar was particularly good, too, because he has to play a villain who also we have to start to sympathize with in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Uh, he had to deliver a lot of lines that were like, this is just the way it is. And I love my son. And you don't expect that from these misogynistic creeps, right? Who are ready right, to right. who are ready to booby trap their own ships just to lure other people in. His name, by the way, is Sherman Howard, uh, and he mm. usually plays a lot of villains and a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, played it out well. Probably here. really nice in real life. Yeah, those are one the, of the people kindest. that play the villains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got your shtick. You yeah. stick to it. Typecast is cast. Ha! <laughs> I should have heard that before today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that was Suddenly Human, the fourth episode of the fourth season. Next week, I believe it's one of my favorites, as a matter of fact. It's Remember Me. Ooh, it's a good one. It's, it's so good. It's the one. Recuerdame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one where Dr. Beverly Crusher notices that her friends and all traces of them are vanishing around her. Get ready Ooh. for a Gates McFadden episode. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Let's head there now. Sounds good. Engage. Engage. Engage.